here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Super J Cost. I'm Joel Abraham. With me is Damon McDonald. How's it going, Damon? It's good. It's uh, slightly hungover, but um, it's uh, that's par for the course for a Sunday morning uh, after a, a long weekend. Um, lots to talk about here in New Japan, right? We got the uh, best of the Super Juniors kicked off this week, and uh, with two shows that I found to be uh, better than good. And we'll talk more about that in just a moment. We had uh, New Japan and Rev Pro working out their deal, so they threw up, uh, threw up, they posted or placed um, a few matches from their recent show. But most uh, importantly, the Keith Lee Ishi match, which was uh, dare I say great, and uh, plenty of other news and notes that I'm sure we'll get into. So it's going to be a good show as always, Joel. And speaking of hungover, hmm. three bumps, Damon. I counted three bumps from Hiro Saito ah. in that little bet we had for a can of Strong Zero. Yeah, yeah, I, I would go with the three. So I did, I did, uh, I saw that you were ready for your, your victory lap. I did see that online. And I know you were pumping your chest a little bit. All proud of yourself. But um, yes, you'll, uh, I will deposit. If you, if you send me your... Uh, PayPal information. I will make sure that uh, three hundred at least. Well, I'll probably I'll probably throw uh, a four four hundred yen your way, and so that you can uh, enjoy that victory strong zero on me for uh, guy. I know, but here's the thing though. Even in that match, it was it it was somewhat shaky, right? There 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 are times where you were feeling you you might not be winning that bet, right? It was so exciting. I'm glad we made that bet because I had a real sense of investment in that. I was on the edge of my seat seeing whether or not this man was going to take another bump or not. Yeah, me too. Actually, but, I was me too. You know what? Me too. I was, I was really, it, it made me more, that's, that's, what, that's what everybody says about gambling, you know, Joel. It's like you could turn a, a shitty fucking, uh, you know, whatever game, a meaningless game into the most important game in the world as long as there's money riding on it. I've got a better idea as for the deposit of this uh, this prize. You keep that, and one day, I'm sure we will both make it to a New Japan show together, whether it will be in Japan or the States, and then you can give it to me in person. That sounds, How does that, that sound? That sounds uh, like an even better deal. Yes, all right, so we'll do that. But just keep a, a tally. I'll keep a tally here. So right now, it's uh, one strong zero to nil. So um, that's fine. No problem. So far, so far, we're not losing the house over this bet. Good, which, which, and I've been known to make some really fucking crazy bets. Like, I made a bet with uh, a friend of ours 
that she could not name the two Chicago-based baseball teams. Can you do that, Joel? Can you name the two Chicago-based baseball teams? Uh, almost definitely not. I know nothing about baseball. Ah, see. Um, Chicago um, Bears. Oh, Let's go with Bears. The Bears Is that are, a thing? They are, they are, they are the, but they're the American football team. They're the American football team. Damn it. But, I knew Chicago Bears was a thing. Chicago Cubs. There's one. All right. There's one. Oh. And now you, all you got to do is just name the other one. And as a matter of fact, it's Rich Krejci's favorite baseball team. Uh, fun fact. Uh, and um, back in the 90s, you might have seen uh, lots of the gangsta rappers. Gangsta rappers uh, wearing their logo. For some reason, the the word Red Sox is coming into okay. my head, but that's probably you are, something no, no. Totally you, are, you are so warm; it's it. You're on fire. You get you have all these Americans screaming in the car right now. You're right. You're you're little, you're on the cusp of of nailing this. So just it's it's a sock. It's a sock. But give me give me another color. Uh, <laughs> uh, blue socks. Oh, you fucked up. No, white. The white socks. No, white socks. Chicago, Chicago white socks. Okay. Well, there we go. We've learned something today. There you go. All right. So listen. Uh, where do you want to start? You, you're driving the ship well, here, so you tell me where you want to go. Let, let's drive this Hero Saito bumpy car <laughs> and talk about the Lionsgate Project 12 match. Yes. So um, first up on that, we had Yota Suji and Yuya Uemura, who went to a 10-minute draw. Uh, your thoughts on this, and who do you think will eventually win the first one between these two guys? That's a, I don't, You know, I, you could flip a coin. I don't think... See, again, I, this kind of goes back to my one of my original points when it comes to to the young lions. It's like, uh, you know, I can't sit here and and say that I I can project the future of of a young lion at a at a point where they are right now. They're all doing the same things, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but they're all have and are trying to achieve the same goals. Let's work in front of a crowd, right? Let's um, practice what we've learned. Let's do the simple stuff well, and let's not get anyone hurt, right? Um, so it, it's hard for me to be like, you know, it, it's kind of like asking, hey, this person who is in the third tier of, let's let's keep the baseball talk going, of minor league baseball and project how this person, you know, when will this person be in the dome? It's like, ah, oh, I, I don't, I really don't know. Here's the thing. They're all, every one of, of 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 those young lions and every one of those 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 young guys on this particular show. They all like you could. I I really feel like you could put any one of them in any one of those situations, and they would do well because they're all roughly at the same level, and they're all. And yes, there's some that kind of go. They, people feel like oh, they're uh, a, a notch above or they're below this person. Um, but to me, it's at this point, it's hard for me to speculate to say yes, this person is better than this person. I, I and here's the thing too, with, with when it comes to young lions, not every one of them are going to completely mow through this system, right, and continue on and further their career to to, to greatness. We've had a very fortunate run when it comes to young lions, in the sense of you know almost. I can't say everyone, but the percentages are higher of people making it through than that than that don't make through, right? 
So when I say make it through, they go on excursion, they come back repackaged, right? That's making it through. But if you take everybody that's ever been through that dojo, that's it. I, I mean, where where are we at in modern times? You know, maybe seventy five percent of them, sixty five percent of them. I don't think it's a hundred percent. There's definitely people who get hurt, fall by the wayside, and such. So I'm going on a little bit of a young lion rant, but to me, it's I. Joe, I don't know. I mean, it's like I'll say flip a coin, <laughs> and then you tell me. You give. I think it's a fifty-fifty. It could go either way. Okay, so not something you're willing to take another strong zero bet on, then. <laughs> well, listen, I uh, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a large bar bill here. I mean, it's a fifty percent. It's it's it. You got a chip, and you can put it on black, or you can put it on white, um, or red. Is it red? How do you play roulette? Black and red, right? Black and red, wow. yeah. Um, no, I don't. I I don't have a strong feeling. I don't have a strong feeling for the strong zero. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I think you could go either fucking way. Uh, well, who are you going with? You t- you tell me, and I'll take the other. How about that? I'll make it easy for you. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take Uemra. I think he's got the technique, and I think he's connecting with the crowd a little bit better at this point. Okay. So you can have Suji. I'll take Suji. I mean, I got that's not that's not a bad bet. I'll take it. He'll get he'll get a Boston Crab win. He'll get a Boston Crab. All right, I'm all in now. Now now see now it's made you made it even more exciting, right? It's amazing what alcohol can do and gambling can do. It can, it yeah, makes, gambling and alcohol. Yeah. What a positive message we're sending out <laughs> to all our listeners. Uh, all right, are we going through this whole entire show? Uh, do you want to just tell me what stood out for you? I mean, ov- obviously the big talking point here is the Daisuke Sakamoto match against Shota Umino. Yeah. What did you make of that? I mean, that was fun. That, I mean, that's. I mean, everybody's seen the uh, the online video of the clothesline from hell. <laughs> the, the he just he murdered him, uh, and and I think everyone is hyped with the idea and the possibility of seeing Sakamoto in another capacity in a New Japan ring. And I don't know if you saw the interview after or any of the translations after. You know, he seemed positive to it, and it was really just about, hey, you know, Big Japan is my home. Big Japan is where I wrestle. Big Japan is, uh, you know, my my first priority, which is, again, of course he's, he should say that, and, and that, that um, might very well be true. But he also mentioned that, you know what, though, I wrestle for a lot of other places, and if my schedule allows it, um, I would absolutely love to come back. So, uh, and, I, and and that makes sense because let's let's be truthful; it's probably a decent payday working for New Japan. Well, you know, I don't know. What do, what do you think? Do you think being on top of a well attended Big Japan show at Corican is the same? Like being the main event is the same as being mid card New Japan? Who's making more money? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what the pay structures are like there. But just something we talked about last time when we were mentioning Taiji Ishimori, that uh, it's frowned upon to jump from one Japanese promotion to another. So, uh, I, you know, it's very unlikely that we're going to see him selling uh, Big Japan. Right, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to New Japan now. I see him. Um, and a guy like... Shows. He can work those shows, Joel. It's not like he's, 
See, I think that's a. I think it's one of those things that's that's, that's really overplayed. That idea of oh, they just don't do that over there. Okay, but and, and I, at the end of the day, a guy's gonna, you know, if he has the opportunity to make, and again, I'm just throwing out a figure here to make double what he's making somewhere else. You know, I don't, I, I don't see how people can really blame Ishimori. You know, there's a big difference between wrestling in front of five thousand people as opposed to. 250. It just is, right? Pay paydays. Your your quality of life improves dramatically, you know, from town to just traveling from town to town and in the places that you stay and and the the I don't want to say the luxuries of working for a new Japan, but I'm sure there's more comforts than that of traveling on the bus and setting up the ring and doing all that nonsense for Noah. Um it's just you know, and the money in the bank account. So, you know, I, I again, I don't, I don't know what what would make a person more money or not, or not more money being a mid card or a New Japan as opposed to the main event in Big Japan. I don't know the answer to that question, but to you know, I, I would think that if if the money were right and the situation were right, I think that that would have him stay up at night thinking about All right, what do I want to do with my future. He's not a young guy. He's he's up, you know. I don't want to say he's up there. He's not like he's, you know, an AARP member, but but he's a, uh, you know, he's not he's not a young lion. Let's put it that way. He's 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 got some years to him, and and some some hard years with Big Japan. So maybe a, a, a New Japan thing might be something that he has circled to be like, mm, okay, maybe I want to do this uh, sooner than later. Well, one thing that I found notable was that his music wasn't muted. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'm reading too much into that. But yeah, I did watch that interview. He said he's got prior commitments with Big Japan, but if he's free, he'd love to come back. And then my mind started racing and I thought, oh, imagine him in a G1. Right. How good would that be? Oh. What would be your, if you could only put one match for him, what would it be? Ishi. Who would he be facing off against? Ishii. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I want to see him against the likes of Ishii, uh, Goto, just the, yeah, those hard-hitting, you know, never title those kind of matches where they're just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, he he is tailor-made for that. And even, like, you know, if if the possibilities were there, there are other dream-type matches. And I'm sure back, you know, because Ishii didn't start in New Japan, right? So, and I don't know how their, their, their careers have intertwined or not, but I would think... That there's got to be something where you know Sakimoto and and uh, uh, Ishii have you know been in the same ring together, right? I'm, I'm almost positive that, that they probably have. Um, but it's even more intriguing sometimes when you get other outsiders come in. I mean, uh, I'm sure Suzuki's been in the ring with him uh, more than once. Um, how about like a Jeff Cobb, who there's been a lot of scuttlebutt about, right? Like a match like that, or you know, I know uh, everyone's you know favorite Michael Elgin. That would be good. Um, all those you know, all those big boy matches, right? That that people salivate over, and you know, you know, they're 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 chomping at the bit to see the, the, in a G one environment. But you know, what? here's the thing too, Joel. Even in, in, a, in a, you know, even a Kota Abushi. You know the dynamic, the the big hoss, the big you know powerful monster against 
you know, again, I'm generalizing, but flippy do athletic guy. That would be that. that I would love that. Um, you see a similar dynamic when when um, Zack Saber Jr. wrestled uh, Walter in, in Pro Wrestling Gorilla, which again, if you haven't watched, is a fucking great match with two completely different styles. I would be all in on that match. My pants would be fucking down. Uh, so it's those kind of things that that intrigue me, maybe even more than an, than an Ishi. Um, so yeah, I my fingers are crossed. I I I don't know if it can happen. I don't know if it will happen. I think a lot a lot of this is pure you know dream scenario stuff. But this, this you got to start somewhere, right? You got to start somewhere. And this everybody was listen. There were more people talking about this show and this match. And and him being there, than I've heard for just about any buzz for um, these Lions uh, Gate shows, right? More buzz than any, right. more buzz than than I've heard for any of them. Why? For one guy, because everybody's kind of now, uh, you know, planting to see the seed in their mind that this could lead to bigger things. And he's and when everybody asks me. And I'm sure people will ask you, Joel, and if you haven't had it already, if there's one guy that you could bring in to New Japan, who would it be? Him. He would be the one guy. He would he would be the my dream guy. Bring him in and 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 do a lot with. Now, I know I'm on a little bit of a rant. I apologize. Um, that being said, I am not a fan of poaching pr- promotions and 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 hurting them. In a bad way, um, he he's a he's a key guy in a promotion that needs every key guy they can get, right? So um, I'm I'm not all about cherry picking the the best talent and just kind of hoarding them, um, and I don't want New Japan to be that way. But if I could have one guy, I want him, and I've wanted him for years. Is that you throwing a bit of shade at the WWE there, David? That was that would be that would be that would be me throwing the shade, as the kids say. Um, and, and you know, uh, I'll leave it at that's what they're doing. That's their business plan now. Is to we not we may not use every one of you, and we may not use every one of you the way that people might want us to use. But we're going to lock you down with a contract. Did you see all the names that they have for? Um, uh, they signed a, a shit, just recently a shit ton of people um, to contracts, and I'm thinking, are you really going to use like a Flash Morgan Webster? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, and I love him. He's one of my favorites. I mean, he's got the fucking guy's got a Brit Pop gimmick, uh, a mod gimmick. How can I not love him? Um, I saw he got signed, and Tony Storm got signed, and well, you know why like, they're doing that. Not to say that these I've people are WWE talent. They, they certainly uh, can it's be. It's basically because ITV, which is a, a free television channel in the uk they uh were trying to revive uh, a popular wrestling show a primetime wrestling show that they had back when i was a kid called uh, world of sport mm-hmm. and they ran uh, a pilot episode for that a couple of years ago it was on new year's eve it was a bit cheesy a bit corny but it was fun there was i heard some good feedback from that and then as soon as that happened then WWE went into overdrive, started signing a load of British talent, uh, organized this UK championship tournament. And then when the world of sport thing died off and they 
cancelled it and they weren't going to book it, then suddenly all these British guys don't get used anymore. And now suddenly World of Sport wants to revive and their plans to actually film a series and put it on TV. And then suddenly we get a big spate of all these people being signed. And most of those people that were signed, these these UK people, were people that did originally work for this World of Sport program. So it's just pure sabotage. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, it's it's the big guy coming in with, with the big checkbook. Um and and pushing or pushing it around, I can't. I, I you know, and again, th- their goal is to is and again, this does not shake them ropes. So, my apologies, but I I just don't understand that goal of we're just gonna, you know, come in something's hot. We're going to you know come in with our big checkbook and. And you know, and, and from the wrestlers' perspective, I can't blame them, right? I mean, they're, they're again, once again, trying to put food on their table and, and make a living doing what they love, and 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 more power to them. And but you know, for every you know, for every Nick and and Matt Jackson, who we should talk about the, with the with the All In show, um, hopefully we're getting there. Uh, and for every one of those guys, you know, there's a. And again, I say this not in a bad way, but there's you know a Flash Morgan Webster or a uh, you know uh, I'm trying to get another indie guy over or a David Starr, right? <laughs> or you know who you know they're doing well enough to 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 do this full time, right? And they're getting enough bookings, but you know, truth be told, if if Uncle Paul showed up with a check, you know, I I would think they're signing on a dotted line. And that, how can that be good for pro wrestling? I, I just don't know how that can be good for pro wrestling. Uh, 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 but the, here's the thing. They don't care about what's good for pro wrestling. They care what's good about their bottom line and their, and their profit margins and their, and their business. And that's that, – I mean, I'm complaining about pro wrestling, but that's in every fucking industry. So, you know, shoulder shrug. What are you going to do? Well, now we've mentioned business. Let's talk about how business is going for New Japan. Yes. Uh, Dominion sold out nearly a month in advance. Uh, walk-up tickets to be standing room only. Uh, we talked about getting some more dome shows a couple of weeks ago. Do you think New Japan might have a crack at the Osaka Dome next year? Um, it depends. What uh, do, do we have any idea how many seats that is? I mean, I'm assuming dome. We're talking twenty thousand, thirty thousand. I don't know what the capacity is off the top of my head. I'd have to look it yeah. up. So, but uh, Osaka Joe Hall, what, what's that, around 11,000, 12,000? Yeah. They could definitely do more than that. Sounds like it. You know, when you sell out well in advance, uh, you know business is good, right? When, you, when tickets are gone and it's, and it's the secondary market that's, that's moving um, any new ticket sale, or not even ticket sales, but, you know, Tickets are sold. It's the secondary market that's that's now profiting. You know, you got yourself a good show. Now that which which kind of leads me to this Cow Palace show, Joel. Again, you can't. It's hard to announce a show when it's on the heels of a major show that will have ramifications that will last throughout the year. It is difficult to do that. I don't even know who's on this show. Do we have anybody? Do we have anybody appearing? Confirmed names that are um, going to be on this show. It and number one, no, number two, I've heard nothing. The the I've got nothing either. 
the publicity for this show has been non-existent. Non-existent. When you take a look at like, and again, let's compare what we have now with New Japan in San Francisco and what the All In Boys did in Chicago. You know, they it was really give them six months. You know, give them they had no TV, they got no they got no vehicles to promote except everything that they do on their own and their own guerrilla marketing and 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 they sell out a a over 10,000 seat building in 30 minutes. That's fucking amazing. What an a, one what an accomplishment and two what a an absolute textbook textbook uh, a blueprint for a company to market a pro wrestling show in 2018. Like that's what they did was 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 beautiful. It was beautiful marketing and beautiful uh hustle on their part. And and nobody thought they could do it. And now you got New Japan who let's be honest, we do a New Japan podcast, they're struggling to sell those tickets right now. Why? Because there's no reason for anybody to to buy a ticket. You you have to at least give somebody a reason. The hardcores have bought, you know, three thousand tickets have been, been been bought. Nothing to sneeze at, but there is nothing else to entice. Hey, there's nothing to entice me, me, to go there. I've been there. I've done it. Why, why am I going to spend a plane ticket, a hotel? A, a, why? Because I'm a fan of a fucking logo. No, give me a match. Give me something to sink my teeth into. And again, I understand it's hard to do because Dominion's not here. But I'm not dry, I'm not fucking flying out there for, you know, Fale versus Yano. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not and I'm not flying out there for, you know, a, a half Ring of Honor show. I'm not doing it. You better you got to have something you got to have something of substance, and nothing's announced, and, you, and tickets aren't going to move until that happens. Now, I will say this, Joel. I be, I'm curious to see where tickets are right now, so we have the baseline, and then where we go when when the show's announced, right? So who's really pulling in the tickets, and real, you know, who's 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 the draw at New Japan? Because if the, the and and I would think that it would have to, to be some a match that's pretty significant. And when it comes to the New Japan storylines. Yeah, I think we'll see an upturn in ticket sales once the card is announced. But as you say, they've put themselves into a bit of a corner here because they can't announce any big title matches until Dominion's done. But being back to All In, what do you think the implications are for New Japan? Do you, I mean, obviously, this is taking money away from the Cow Palace show because lots of people uh, were choosing between one or the other and they can't go to both. So do you think New Japan are going to be annoyed at the, the All In show? Do you think they're getting a cut from this? Well, I mean, we know Okada's on the show. We know, um, obviously, Omega's on the show. I mean, there's plenty of New Japan talent, and I'm sure there will be more um, on this show. I mean, I don't think they're getting any cut, right? This is a completely separate thing. Um, like, if I'm Nick Jackson, I'm like, you you helped me with none of this, right? <laughs> you know, if I'm the Jacksons, I'm saying, you know, forget the fuck out of here. I ain't giving you shit. Um, and if I'm them, it gives me more confidence to, to be, have, be like, look, not for nothing. 
I drive, I, you know, we, we, we drew over 10,000 people to this building in 30 minutes. Uh, you know, I need, I, we, we need a raise. Um, and it gives them confidence to kind of say, okay, do I even need New Japan at this point? Right? I mean, do I, do I, do I need to, 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 or should I just focus my time on running shows here in the States? I mean, that's got to be a consideration too. So, and, and, and Cody too, right? I mean, seriously, if Cody can consistently draw 8, 10, 7 in that range, depending upon the building, he can make a living doing this, right? And, 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 and forget about the Japan stuff. Work, the, I, I, here's, the, here's the, the promotion that I think is shaking in their boots. I don't think New Japan's shaking in their boots over this. I think they think it's a good thing. You know who's shaking in their boots? Ring of Honor. But I, if I'm Ring of Honor... Uh, that's that's I'd be looking at that like oh we got to lock down Nick and Matt and Cody and any all of that to you know, not compete with us. Now listen, there's a lot of guys. There's uh, I think Jay Lethal's on this this All In show. Here's the thing. It feels to me that that the people running this All In show have built in relationships with other promotions, right, to use talent. But if if they get you know too popular and they start branching out a little bit, you would think that that you know those promotions like Ring of Honor might be looking at it like oh boy. I mean, Ring of Honor has come off their their biggest gate, right, off of that WrestleMania show with Cody and Omega on top and the Jacks, you know, the, the Young Bucks right behind them, right, uh, in the semi-main event. So. Uh, that's those. That's that's Ring of Honor's top dog. Um, yeah, I mean, if they go, you know, that, that's that's going and Cody, that's going it's going to be hurtful. If they if they decide, hey, we're just going to do our own shit. Okay, that 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 might be trouble for Ring of Honor. We had a question from Bill Dixon who asked about this. He said. Uh, given what's happened, do you think the Cal Palace show is badly timed? Uh, and do you think the the Bullet Club or the Elite's brand is stronger in America than the New Japan brand? Yeah, Bullet Club is stronger than New Japan. Yes, um, I don't care what show you go to, you'll see. And again, if if T-shirts are the 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 the, the gauge that we're using, uh, and merchandise is the gauge that we're using, Bullet Club by far, has more merch than everyone combined in New Japan here in the States. Yes, so the Bullet Club brand is is, is bigger than New Japan's brand. Um, what was the first part of the question? <laughs> Do you think it was badly timed? I mean, it seems there's a bit of oversaturation in the market, and also we haven't mentioned Kenny Omega's uh, video game show that he's got going on around the same time too. Yeah, that's in the Florida, right? Um there's a handful of the ligers on that show. Um, is Juice on that show too? I forget. I'm not sure what's been announced. For I, I, know, I know, but yeah. And again, this is this is the problem. We don't know. We don't know anything about this show, and they're expecting people to buy tickets for it. Right. I I think that business model is really. You, 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 okay. Again, you don't know the matches for all in. Right, but at least you know the talent that's going to be there. Yes, you do know some of the talent that it's that's going to be on this video game thingy, Bob. But truth be told, if I'm a pro wrestling fan, I'm not even one hundred percent sure what it is. Like, is it a video game convention that I'm going to? 
Is it a, 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 a product release? Like, what exactly is that, Joel? You know more about fucking video games than I do. I'm sitting here tooling around with XCOM 2 trying to get past a fucking level. I, you know, <laughs> what, what, where am I going to in Florida? What is this? I've, no, I've got no idea. I've known literally nothing about it. And again, this is part of the problem, I think. Unless you are given a definitive match card, it's very difficult to make that kind of commitment, you know, buying uh, flights, hotel, other travel arrangements. And especially when you've got other things to choose from as well, when there is a novelty of this all-in thing and you want to be a part of that. You want to be able to say, yeah, I was there. I was part of that 10,000 that was there to, you know, make history. And... Yeah. If the choice is between that and two other shows where you've got no idea what you're going to see, then there's no choice to be made. In the United States, um, I definitely think the, that that the Bullet Club brand and the Elite brand is is a more popular thing than that of New Japan. And New Japan, you know, the idea of New Japan coming over here is really based off on the backs of a lot of what the Bullet Club has done. Um, you know, you go to those Long Beach shows, and it's and it's. I can't say the majority of them are just Bullet Club fans, but you know, there's there's plenty of just Bullet Club people that are just interested in what Bullet Club does, and and and, and there are plenty of people that are just Bullet Club fans because of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't name any other member. Um. No, I think there's something to be said about that. Is it oversaturation? No, because I think pro wrestling right now is thriving. If you put out a good product, people will attend and will want to attend. Um, and again, we're we're hand waving the, the three thousand tickets that have been sold already, which I think is you know good, you know, considering where they've come from. Um, but those are people; those are hardcore New Japan pro wrestling fans that are going to travel. I'm going to suggest this. I think that you know that that San Francisco area might not be a a hardcore pro wrestling area and how many shows you're going to run in fucking California right and I know the dojos there and I know that that's where they're setting up camp and all that stuff but you know and again maybe they didn't want to step on uh you know, the elites toes when it comes to running shows, but Chicago is on fire. Chicago's red hot. Um, I'm sure there are other markets they could go to. It, it would be nice to, to, to have an East Coast little thing, you know, have a show on the East Coast. So when I, th- when I think about oversaturation, maybe it's just oversaturation in that market. Listen, if I'm going to go to these shows, if anybody on the East Coast is going to go to these shows in, in Long Beach, there is a sizable financial investment. It's not just buying a ticket. You got to get there and you got to find a place to to put your head for the night. Um, that's that's and and you have to get vacation time, right? It's just it's not a simple thing. So yes, could, you know the three thousand people are the hardcores. Is it because they 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 want they had to choose between the all in show and this show? Maybe possibly. I think I think I think there's there's a sizable number there but truth be told i really feel like those ten thousand is based off of the popularity of kenny omega young bucks cody and collectively the that bullet club brand brand i really do do you fancy forking out five hundred dollars per day for a table at the Starcast? <laughs> is that what it is now 
Can can we go to the Starcast? So we could we could we could do a show. Technically, we could. We're allowed to. We just have to pop down five hundred bucks. Yep, that's a, a very tidy profit for Comrade Thompson for setting up a few tables. Yeah. I mean, let's say we did that and we we slapped all in on our Twitter. Do you think you would see any return on that investment? Um, here's the problem. The names that they have there are names that have, and they've made their names off of, you know, what they've done in pro wrestling, right? So everybody that like those, those type of shows are, you know, you know, people know a Tony Schiavone and people know, uh, I don't even know who else is Eric Bischoff and, you know, whoever else is doing a fucking show. It seems like everybody's doing a, a podcast, right? Why not? Um, I Joel, I I don't listen to a lot of those shows. I because truth be told, I find them incredibly boring, and and I'm not singling out just those two. I'm just I'm singling out pro wrestlers doing podcasts. I find them incredibly boring because one, they tell you nothing. They give you really no really great information. Two, it's always their um their recollection of events, which aren't necessarily true. They're all trying to put a spin on it. Still to this day, working, <laughs> working like like workers do. Um, I I prefer, and again, I, I might I might be biased because I do one, but I prefer a a, I guess the fan based one over guys that are in the business any day of the week. I just think that they produce better content. They're honest to their listeners. They're they're giving their heartfelt opinions about things. I just I, I don't. I think there's too much at stake for the others. I think the others are trying to make money where I think ours is, or we're trying to produce a product that fans of the product would enjoy and uh, to, to, to stimulate conversation and discussion about the products that we talk about. And, and I don't think that's what they're for. They're there to get a paycheck. Right? That's, that's what I think. So uh, would, would, would we see a bump? I don't know. Maybe I'm not paying five hundred bucks. That's for fucking sure. Um, no, that didn't happen. So circling back to this Dominion thing, uh, how much of that do you think is down to the Chris Jericho effect? And he's also got a new T-shirt out, which I think is the number one seller on Hot Topic: the uh, Lister in Gobernablis, the Jericho T-shirt. Great T-shirt. Um, I think. I mean, listen, look, that card is stacked. That that, that card is a stacked card. That that should sell out, and I think if you put that card at the Cow Palace, the Cow Palace would sell out. Um, I mean, Jericho, Naito, uh, Omega, Okada, Iron Man, Matt, or not Iron Man match, but two out of three falls, no time limit. I mean, what what else could you want? I mean, and and, and to top that, uh, what Bucks against um, Sonata and Evil. Which should be great, um, and then Austin- and Tai Chi, our Lord Tai Chi, <laughs> and Tai Chi, yes. So you get it all. Um, yeah, that card's going to be fucking killer. So yeah, it sh- it should sh- sell out. Um, and again, I think if you put that show at the Cow Palace, it would sell out. I, I absolutely. Would. Let's put it this way: um, you you announce that card at the Cow Palace, I'll I'll get on a fucking bike and 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 pedal my ass to to San Francisco to to watch that. I would I would. Uh, refinance the house. I would, uh, I would sell my Morrissey tambourine. I'd fucking do anything. Uh, I'd be there. Uh, 
hooker by crook, I'd be there. I'd pay the $500 to sit on podcast row. I'd do it for that show. Absolutely. I've got some more great info from at Evan Deadly since W on Twitter. What a great resource. So there's soon to be... Yeah, excellent stuff. Uh, the soon-to-be new president of New Japan, Harold May, and that is the confirmed pronunciation. I asked my Dutch teammate on my football team, and he says that's how it's pronounced. So Harold May, he's such a fan of pro wrestling that he actually approached New Japan first to develop merchandising ideas that his toy company would produce. So, you know those little bears, like the Naito bear? Yeah. Those were Harold May's idea. Really? Okay. Uh, and, and and you always see them at the show. Well, good job by him. I think the most impressive thing is is that you're asking your Dutch teammate about pronunciations for <laughs> for New Japan Pro Wrestling presidents. Hey, listen, there's another podcast. I didn't tell him what it was for. No. I just said, oh, how do you pronounce this name? And he said, why'd you ask? And I said, no reason. It's definitely not for a, a Japanese wrestling podcast. <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> and why'd you let that go in, you creep? <laughs> um, see, I, that, see that's, you don't get that hustle. You didn't, you, I never got that hustle before. That's a good job by you. I, I like this. Um, yeah, I, I said before that he seems like again the the biggest takeaway that I got from that bit that we had last week was he went from last place to profitability and first. You know, so that means a lot, especially when it comes to a what? business business savvy guy. Strap yourself in because there's a, a lot of stuff from this guy this week. And I think it is worth talking about. So uh, Chris Charlton at Reason JP on Twitter, he put up a really interesting chart which compared New Japan and WWE key revenue. Uh, tickets make up over half of New Japan business, whereas in WWE it's sort of between 15 and 20%. Merchandise makes up just over a quarter and followed by digital licensing, etc., making up the remaining quarter. But the content distribution makes up well over half of WWE's income. So, I mean, takeaways from that, uh, there's a, a big difference in the percentage for ticket sales. And personally, I think that does make a difference to the quality of the product. I don't know if you agree with that. I do. I absolutely do. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's that's a core contributing factor as to why. You put on a shitty, shitty product. If, if your business model is, I need to put asses in seats, you better have an entertaining show. Uh, an entertaining show means compelling storylines, compelling matches. Uh, and if, that, if that's not there, you know, profitability goes down. Now, you need, you know, you need the, the bodies to be able to, to do that, right? So I think New Japan goes out of its way to not only um, find those people outside your Omegas, your... Um, uh, I'm thinking of another, you know, even in the past, like your, your Red Dragons, um, AJ Styles, you know, they go out of their way to find those those people that may fly a little bit under the radar when it comes to the to the WWE, but then they also do an outstanding job of of homegrown talent, right? I I, I think the best promotion in in the world of developing young talent into you know mid carters and um, future superstars. So yeah, uh, no. I mean, if, if, if that's your business model, you're not. Again, they're not putting on stories. They're not telling stories. They're not putting smiles on people's faces. That's not their business plan. Making moments. Making moments. Yeah, that's not. That's not what we're here for. Now that that is a residual effect of putting on great shows, and because trust me, I've had plenty of smiles and I've had plenty of great moments. But yeah, you could see what. Look at the end of the fucking day. Let's be truthful here. One's an entertainment company. 
The other is a pro wrestling company. And there's a big fucking difference. And 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 that's that is the line in the sand. What we're, we're comparing apples and oranges. It feels like one one is a and and an, it's like the Harlem Globetrotters come to town. It's like the circus comes to town. It's like a band is on tour and they come to town. The other is a pro wrestling company, and, and that's really the big difference. Well, Harold May, he's very, very ambitious and it's a very exciting time to be a New Japan fan because he's spoken about the glass ceiling for the ticket sales. He's compared the 100,000 NJPW World subscribers to the 1.5 million for the WWE Network. And New Japan are expecting to post record sales for the reporting period ending in July this year at 4.6 billion yen. But he points out that's 120th of WWE. He keeps comparing it to WWE. So he's looking at expanding the TV rights revenue, uh, which is currently uh, 180 times larger in the WWE. So we're looking at international expansion, more overseas sponsors as well. They're in his sights. But he says he doesn't think the product needs to be localized because, uh, in his words, martial arts is something the whole world can understand. So long term, he wants to get 10 billion yen in sales within three years. And by comparison, the Sumo Association brings in 12 billion. And he said, he specifically said he wants to trouble WWE, which is quite a dangerous game to play. Um, I mean, he also said Japan represents 10% of the global economy, uh, language, culture, business style. They're all big hurdles to growing that. And there's a, a Japanese sense of duty, which doesn't translate to foreign contract driven culture. Uh, it hurts Japanese companies and acquisitions and negotiations. But Harold May says, I don't have problems with cultural language. I can do business anywhere and I can become the model of marketing sports content worldwide. Mm-hmm. So this is like a, almost like a, a war cry. Like he's ready to do battle. Yeah. Uh, he says that the quality of the New Japan product is superior to WWE. He even says how attractive the talent is. He was saying basically that the New Japan roster is uh, hotter than the, the WWE <laughs> roster. I mean, do you agree that? Who's got the hotter boys? Well, listen, you see that, you see that yo, uh, show and yo uh, little, little booklet? Um, yes, I did. Yeah, there, there was some provocative, spicy pictures. stuff. Yeah, seriously, my goodness. Uh, yeah, so I think yeah, I'll I'll tip my cap in in the New Japan favor. Sure. Um, I I like what he says. I I like I like his fire. Again, I like the fact that he's just you know he's he's got some business sense. He uh, he it feels like he understands at the at the very least the pro wrestling business as opposed to the business of pro wrestling uh, or maybe i should flip that he, you know what i mean um now i i will say this as being the I, i'm i'm glass half full but I, i'm going to turn it around and be glass half empty you many you know how many times in my lifetime we've heard that song and dance before how we're going to take on the wwe and how we're different and how we're an alternative and how how many times i fucking heard that Many. How many promotions have done it? One. In 1995-ish, right? And it was for a brief time until they fucking got full of themselves and, and they self-destructed, right? But it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not an easy thing to do, especially when you've got the financial backing. Now, TV, I think TV is, is, is vitally important. Right, everybody's talking about the, the TV deal that that uh, WWE's you know looking to get, and 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 the broadcast. And New Japan's TV deal is very bad, isn't it? It's 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 non-existent. You know what I mean? Like, listen, they don't even own all you know, all the, all the uh, the the classic stuff, right? 
Um, and it's just the way that it is. It's it's not a it's not a great. I mean, no. I mean, it's not like it was in the '90s where they were primetime television. That's I mean that's number one. Getting getting it. In, in, here's 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 my fear. Yes, we have a hot product. Yes, it's hotter than it's ever been. Yes, one hundred percent. But it's not '90s level hot, right? And you still have a market within Japan that you can tap into to to captivate that audience and to sell out those buildings. Again, that's step one. That's what he has on, on his horizons. Those domes, right? Because right now the ticket and the seats and the asses, the seats and the asses, other way around. Flip that. Asses and seats is is the driving factor. Okay, good. We have a, we have, we have a target. They need to develop Japan first. It needs to be on fire Japan first, doesn't it? Before we start really tackling WWE, because WWE is not on fire in Japan. Yes, they do their tour, um, you know, every every summer, but it's not like they're they're super red hot. You know, they're touring all the time, and and TV is there, and they're, you know, it's not like that. It's, it's again, I like his fire. I like I like the fact that he's bringing a fresh perspective. I like the fact that he's not he has no fear. He wants to go toe to toe with them. But again, that is a that is a scary battle because money can go very quickly when you're fighting a guy who can write checks left and right and quickly put you out of his business and 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 has a track history and a business model of doing just that. It was Taguchi that got the seats in the ass. <laughs> it's you're probably right. You're probably right. I think it was somebody else. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I was going to say just that. This is scary because when you start rattling Vince McMahon's cage, that can lead to trouble. Uh, he doesn't see New Japan as a threat for now, I think. But with that kind of talk, maybe things like the Jericho deal wouldn't be possible. Um, Vince is exactly the sort of person who would throw a shit ton of money at someone like Okada and just leave him on the mid card. Or even like just make a comedy job right of him just because he could. Oh yeah, I mean he's done it. You know, he, uh, Dusty Rhodes, right? I mean Dusty Rhodes was the competitors besides Flair. You know, their number one guy, and, and for years Dusty was synonymous with NWA or Crockett or you know Turner, whatever label you want to put on it. You know, he comes in. Uh, we, you know, Dusty gets fired. Here we go. We'll, we'll take you, Dust, but you're going to wear this polka dot. And listen, they're going to they're going to try and spin it in WWE talk of, ah, oh, look at what it did for his career, and he made it work, and he, you know, he was just so good that he he made it work. It, look, it was done to embarrass him. It was done to make him a mid card guy. It was done to make him, you know, to 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 put him in his place, so to speak. Uh and he's, they've done it all the way around, you know, from Harley Race to, you know, that. that but that's again, it's. I don't even think it's in, even. In in some ways, I do. In some ways, I do think it's intentional that there were certain guys that he brought in, and he's like, okay, you, you want to work for me? You're wearing this fucking nonsense, and now you're you're doing this gimmick. I think in in many cases, he's just a loon that is like, yeah, that'll be great. Let's fucking, you know. We're making moments and comedy, you know, and that's his mindset. Um, well, all right, I don't want to talk about Vince. Fuck Vince. I don't care about Vince. Uh, I, 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 I'm, 
I like the fact that this uh, new president is has got the balls and he's saying the right things. I say that though with a little bit of a squinty eye and a little shoulder shrug and a little cringe in the corner because you've heard this talk for many years from many different promoters and they're no longer in the game. So fingers crossed. Okay, other news here. We've got a Reddit user, NJPWEXT. He's made a Google Chrome extension for the NJPW world that improves the site for English users with a streamlined layout that lets you bookmark shows, mark them as watched, hide spoilers, things like that. Have you seen this? I saw the post, um, and I'm excited to get it implemented. I have not as of yet. But from what everybody is telling me, this has greatly improved the user experience if if you use Chrome, which you should. Um. Yeah, outstanding job. Uh, have, have you have you taken a look at it? Yeah, it's good as well because uh, it helps correct the the spelling mistakes and the weird translations and stuff. Uh, that was part very of the very charm. useful. I definitely was, recommend it. That was part of the charm, you know. What was it? What was bad luck folly? Bad rack. Uh... <laughs> bad bad rock folly. Right, great. Something like that. Right. Um, look, I here's the thing. And, 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 and I'll segue into my new video game fandom. Um, you know, you, you get these games and then there's all these, you know, in Steam, there's these things, these workshops, you know, where people c- create mods and create different things to make your gaming experience even better. Um, and I think that when you get a community that, that's like-minded, um, you know, again, Fire Pro Wrestling is a perfect example who sponsored this uh, best of the super juniors that we'll get to. Um, you know, there's a whole community dedicated to the the betterment of that game. And and the best part about that game is is that it is super customizable. And there's one guy, I think it was Carl, Carl Zilla, Carl Zilla on Fire Pro Wrestling Arena, who, you know, he's a talented guy because there's a lot of coding that goes into this. Um, and he's very patient, and but... This guy churns out these mods where you just you're 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 like oh my god the game can do that like he set up a mod where you you could have a timed battle royal aka a royal rumble right and you can set it up where you can you know all thirty participants or you know half of them and some of them are random and mysterious and you don't know who it's picking from your pool of wrestlers it's great I did it for for two hours yesterday and I'm just like you know I'm you know uh, you know uh, when you know uh, Kyle O'Reilly throws out Kenny Omega, um, but the names that were in this Royal Rumble, guess who wins this Royal Rumble? Tito Santana. I was going to ask you uh, that. T- I'm T- desperate to know. Tito Santana is, was the winner uh, of the thirty-man uh, Royal Rumble. But you know, if it's just fun and it's just you know the, that kind of thing. So anyway, the, the mods uh, and when you get a community where. Uh, you have creative people and talented people that are able to make life easier. Your quality of life is, has improved with this Chrome extension uh, watching New Japan World. And, and it also has you scratching your head like, why couldn't these numb nuts figure this out? Why why isn't this stuff already pre-built into the fucking network? But great job. Who's, who's the user who did that, uh, Joel? Uh, I can't remember now. Oh, no. Let me check. Uh, it was... Uh... The Reddit username is NJPWEXT. All right. Well, uh, listen, excellent job by uh, NXT or EXT or whatever it is. I don't know. Great job by that person because, uh, again, you're making the quality of life for every New Japan Pro Wrestling fan better. 
by your hard work and hustle. So uh, a tip of the cat from the Super J cast. Uh, excellent job by you. Uh, on to another Super J, Mr. Jeff Cobb, mm. set to return to New Japan for June's Kizuna Road Tour. And according to his list of open dates, he's not free for the G1, but do you think he's someone who'll be at the Cow Palace show? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I had a list of all his dates, and I had a uh, I had a person who hit me up. Um, I won't name names. I'll leave this person anonymous. But there is speculation that uh and and positioning being done as we speak to have a Jeff Cobb in the G1. So again nothing is confirmed, nothing is official but f- from uh, information that has been the, uh, back on the streets, Joel. I'm back on the streets. Back 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 here in the whispers on the street. Uh that even though it's not announced officially uh, there is a good possibility. I'll say I'll call it a good possibility that uh, a G1 appearance for Jeff Cobb uh, might be right around the corner. So fingers crossed for that. Hopefully that gets worked out. And also Kevin Kelly said on Twitter that Katsuya Kitamura is inactive due to neurological issues, concussion related, and he'll return to wrestling when he's right. I'm a bit confused about this. I'm hearing conflicting stories on this. Do you know anything? I mean, only the rumors, right? Um, you know, I think the, uh, there's not been an official word, right? There's nothing from new Japan that says he has, um, concussion issues or things along those lines and he's out. Um, Kevin Kelly at least acknowledged it and, and gave some information. So, uh, again, we'll have to take his word for that, but yeah, I mean, I think everybody's heard the, the, the speculation and the rumors and, um, you know, and everything leading from it's a concussion to, you know, some nonsense that maybe he's gotten himself into. Um, I don't know. I don't know for sure. But uh, if it's concussion, great. Well, not great, but, you know, I'd rather it be a medical thing that he can get treatment for and take the time off and it be that than something where it's you know, there's a problem with the, with, the, with the company and the promotion. And uh, he's got to work his way through those issues to um, – to be uh, reinstated. I don't think it's a steroid thing. If if, if anybody's asking, I don't think it's that. Uh, they don't have a policy. They have no. They don't have a policy. Number one, and unless he's like, you know, selling steroids, you know, you know at a table at Cork and Hall, <laughs> I don't think necessarily that there's there's an issue with that. Um, but again, uh, if it's if it's a concussion, then maybe they're they're, they're, doing, they're doing the right thing um, and, and keeping him out. And I've got a very important update about Mr. Kota Ibushi. Oh, so I saw this. This uh, I think it was a it was a screen cap from a, a video. I don't know if a documentary. I couldn't tell you exactly what the source of this is, but in this thing, right? Kota Ibushi said his, his exact words: "I like potato chips, lightly salted ones, but it's salted too lightly, so I add more salt to it." This man's a lunatic. <laughs> He he deliberately buys potato chips that are lightly salted and then adds extra salt to them. Why doesn't he just get regular potato chips? I don't know. Like clearly, this man cannot be trusted. <laughs> so, as is the case with any person who chooses to eat plain salted chips, I'm going to call them crisps yes. to give them their correct name. Yes. Uh, I'll henceforth refer to them as crisps. Anyone who actively chooses to eat ready salted crisps and ignores the the full glorious spectrum of flavors available 
is clearly a person with severe mental health problems. And, and take it from me, I'm a man who loves his crisps. Yeah, me too. Uh, the best flavour, of course, it's salt and vinegar. Yeah. Uh, other acceptable answers are, of course, other great British classics, prawn cocktail, cheese and onions. But to be honest, I, I never say no to a bag of crisps. Yep. Um, I mean, unless they're from China, because some of the flavours here are repug to, to borrow a term from a, a wrestling podcast that used to be good uh, we've got cucumber flavor here we've oh. got yogurt flavor we've got green tea flavor oh. we've got seaweed flavor and uh, i'm not about that that's that's no good but one thing that i love to do when i do go to japan apart from watching these new japan shows and the shows are secondary the main reason i go is just to buy crisps because japanese crisps are awesome and my friend alan who went with me to the our trip to wrestle kingdom will vouch for this one every single time we walk past the 7-eleven i've got to go in there and see what crazy flavors they've got you know like okonomiyaki flavor or wasabi flavor or, or whatever and i will usually leave the country with a suitcase full of crisps listen we we are cut from the same cloth i let, let, first of all walkers um crisps as you like to call them uh the walkers what is it the bacon i mean it might just be the bacon one Ah, they are so good. Smoky bacon. Yes. They are fucking... And the burps from that will keep you going all day. Yes, yes. They're supercharged. Um, Outstanding. You can't get them in the States. So you, they won't ship that particular flavor. I can get other ones. Like, like there's a town over for me, Haddonfield, that has a shop. It's the British tea shop. And they bring in... It's a a real big place. Um, And they bring in all these foods and snacks and treats and all kinds of stuff straight from from uh, England uh, and even some Ireland stuff and um, but you can't get those and I, I, we've specifically said can you get these this flavor they're like they, we can't we can't bring them in they won't export them in for something to do with like because of the bait I don't know but I can't get that flavor so anytime I'm over there we're all in on that uh, Chew, yes we do the same thing when we're in Japan, uh, Tokyo as well but it's they have these um, first of all the sandwiches there are great, right? Just the soft, the softest bread known to man, and it's the tonkatsu sandwich. Oh, fucking! I want one so bad. Yes, uh, with that tangy tonkatsu sauce. Yes, and the oh, so good. And then oh, sorry, tonkatsu sauce. Yep. And then thirdly, um, it's the they have these packaged waffles. So it's like it's like a waffle, but they're, they have this like sweet coating on top of it. Eric just got back from Tokyo. He brought me back a bag. I have like 20 of them. <laughs> I went to a law since our last day. Of course, drunk out of my skull. Uh, and me and, and uh, our Australian friends, Kyle and Claire um, and Fumi. And we raided this Lawson's. And I bought every one of those. I bought a box. I, just, I walked up to the counter with the box. And the guy looked at me like I was out of my mind. I was like, yep, I want every one of them. <laughs> He's like, okay. Bought them. Yes, snack, snack shopping in Japan is without question a, a, a pleasure and a joy. They have the best. Togi Makabe has has a crisp um, Joel that is, so it's a, you know, obviously it's potato crisp consistency, right? Um, but it's like sweet and it almost tastes like a mocha, like a, like a, almost like a, like a caramelly vanilla coffee-ish kind of thing. They're unreal. They're fucking tremendous. Um, and every time I'm over there, I try and find them. I can never find them in Tokyo. I usually find them outside of Tokyo, but to- Togi Makabe, I have the bag in my office, um, empty, of course. Um, I can never find them. So if anybody could get me those Togi Makabe fucking crisps, 
I will I will put you over like a motherfucker um, on any show. I'll do. I'll, we'll work something out. If you can find those things, they are the best. Thank you. All right, that was Snack Talk with uh, Damon and Joel, brought to you by uh, Verizon Wireless. All right, what else we got? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're an hour in, mate, I and know. we've barely talked about any wrestling. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, if, uh, as a listener, you think, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Can they just hurry up and start talking about Best of Super Juniors? Do let me know. Maybe I'll dial back on it a bit. But I, I like discussing these things. I enjoy my time talking to you, Damon. I do, too. Here's the thing. I think it's more of... I think there's plenty of pro wrestling talk in there. But it's just, you know, we kind of... we Sometimes we cast the sail and we see where the wind takes us, right? And eventually we get home. But sometimes we take the long way, Joel. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, but let's go. Uh, well, as, let's go as we uh, <laughs> as we round up this uh, scenic route around the the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, do you want to quickly talk to us about Tomohiro Ishii against Keith Lee? Uh, yeah, uh, great. Right. So it started out a. So uh, I have a friend in London, two friends, uh, Joel and Tom. Uh, they are great guys and. Uh, uh, I chat with them all the time. Uh, I don't think there's a day goes by where I don't get a text message from those fine people out there in London. And uh, I knew he was going to, Joel was going to um, this Rev Pro show. And so he was hyped for it. And I was hyped for it too. And he gave me feedback of, you know, this this match. He was in the front row and he's like, this match was just top of the charts. So I'm like, all right, cool. I can't wait for Rev Pro to get it up there. So it got up there quickly, but I was busy. I, I, I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I, so I couldn't watch it immediately, and I wanted to. But, I, but then New Japan said, okay, it's up on the network. So it is on the network. Uh, Keith Lee, uh, Ishii two. This is their second meeting. This turned into a fucking hoot uh, of big time chops, big time, big power moves, big kickouts. It, look, it, it's an Ishii match where where he goes seventy five thousand miles an hour. Now, in the beginning, it was a little bit slow. I'm not going to lie. There was there was times in 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 the beginning where I was like, okay, pick up the pace, boys, come on. Uh, but when they when they hit that that final gear, oh boy, there were some there were some big big time spots. So absolutely watch it. I it comes with uh, the highest of recommendations from me. Uh, Keith Lee, Ishii, on the network from Rev Pro. And Rev Pro, I went to a Rev Pro show. I went to two. Two or one? Uh, I went to one uh, when I was over there in October. And uh, what, what, a, what a time. They are um, they're one of my favorite promotions. They took care of me. They, I had people come up to, to me there, um, say hello. They were fans of the show. Um, I had a great time. Um, I, listen, if you go to London... You you can't leave there without catching a pro wrestling show, whether it be Rev Pro or the Progress. Pro, Progress is coming to my neck of the woods, Joel. They're, uh, the tickets go on sale tomorrow, I think Monday. Um, they're doing New York and Chicago and Seattle. Um, so uh, it's an afternoon Evolve show, and then the, at the night it's uh, Progress. So that's going to be fun in August. I can't wait for that. So yeah, if you're over there, watch that. But yes, highly recommended. Ishi and uh, Keith Lee, check it out. Okay, so finally, finally, we can make our way on to uh, the meat of the pie. That that beautiful pie metaphor that you came up with last week, that's, that's going to stay with me for a long time. So uh, the delicious meaty center of this podcast, the best of the super juniors. So uh, my namesake, uh, Joel, just Joel, 
on Twitter. And yes, I get the WWF reference and I like it. Uh, at Mr. Yoelius asks, if you were a little bit heavy heading into the best of super juniors, how would you lose the weight in order to compete? Who, me? I think it was just aimed at both of us. Oh, I mean, listen, I'm not the best. You don't want fucking weight loss advice from me. <laughs> uh, For me, it would be stop fucking eating crisps all yeah, the time. Yeah. That would be a start. Yeah, that would be, be a really good launching spot, wouldn't it? Um, like, I think, uh, how much would I have to, I would have to lose, like, I, 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 listen, I'm not making the junior weight. Um, f- I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, you just you cut out your carbs, right? And then uh, drink lots of water and uh, fucking maybe exercise once or twice, I guess. That would be a good start, right? All right. So thanks for listening to the show, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> that was it. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What? Is there something else we've got to talk about? Come uh, on. we got two. He, he also asked, but are, are there regular weigh-ins at these shows? Is this a strict weight no. limit? To be best of the super. No, okay. No, this is not. Just, just check it. I mean, I mean, in years past, this is not two hundred and five live. Yeah, Do, I, I mean, I, I don't follow it hardcore, so don't, don't, you know, crucify me on this for asking this question. But is that really a thing? Like, they have to, like, they're not weighing. Like, Vince is not sitting there with a scale saying, "Oh, you're at two oh six. You can't get out there." No, I I don't think so. They've just touched on it once or twice for storyline purposes. Yeah, okay. All right. I, I thought that would be madness. Um, no. Um, okay. No, there's no – nothing official. Again, when you take a look at some of these guys, I, I sometimes I kind of question that they, they are even close to 205. They're probably a little bit heavier than that. All right. Uh, I loved, as an overarching – uh, thought of these two nights again we the third night it, it happened but it hasn't been uploaded as of yet to new japan world so we didn't see it now technically i could have probably watched it on samurai but i didn't so <laughs> sorry but uh, i did watch the, the first i don't two. think it was on samurai oh no it's not they didn't I don't bro- think so no okay Oh, all right then. The ones that are on Samurai, they are going to stream live on NJPW World. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. So if they're I th- these these ones are VOD only. Oh, okay. Well, listen, hey, it's 2018, New Japan. Come on, um, we want to see these uh, these random out of nowhere, out in the middle of nowhere shows live. Um, and these are these did not have. Did Eng- you see the press conference? I did see the press conference. I thought. Uh, I thought. That uh, Marty Skrull was uh, was outstanding in his comments of uh, you know talking about how people getting moved up is really the way to go and wait just because he, a person weighs fifteen more pounds means that you know he's better than me. I, I did like that because I agree. I, I I think that I echo that. Um, I thought that was a good little promo. Um, I think both of these shows. Yeah, we got a lot of questions about that one. Oh, actually. really? Okay, so go ahead, fire away. Okay, well, uh, Tyler Fornes at The Real Forno asks, do you think we could see a junior division revolution like the WWE has had with their women's revolution? The promo by Skull leads me to think it will happen with a change in perception, booking, and possibly the spot on the card. And we've got a similar question from uh, Nicole Rado at Booze Leprechaun. Between show pinning a heavyweight during the Road to Dontaku shows and Marty's comments during the presser, um, 
instead of a stepping point, do you see a concerted effort on New Japan's part to change how juniors are booked and presented? And then another question, Joby One Kenobi says, I've been thinking a lot about the competition between best of super juniors and the G1. New Japan seems to do a great job at not making their juniors seem less than, which is an obvious pitfall of classifying little guys. So what are your thoughts? Do you prefer one tawny over the other and, and the general presentation of juniors? Um, no, and, and again, I've been, I've been on this bandwagon for many years of I think it's somewhat silly in this day and age to have that line in the sand when it comes to juniors. Um, I think in pro wrestling especially, it's, you know, the, it's proven that, you know, just because I ate a bowl of pasta makes me a better, you know, a, a more important figure. Um, traditionally, it's always been about the heavyweights, and in certain moments, in certain areas, juniors can shine. Now, I think Liger and and those '90s crops of of juniors that New Japan had, uh, Eddie and Benoit, and um, you know, Sean Waltman to a certain degree, and. Uh, El Samurai, all the, they, they helped pave that way, um, and then it kind of fizzled a little bit, you know, as as it moved on in the two thousands. But as pro wrestling does, it, it you know, kind of recycles, comes comes back up. Um, but you know, you look at all the guys that they consider juniors: Kushida, Osprey, um, Marty Skrull, um all, all those guys. You take them out of New Japan, and they're competing in main event matches, right? They're competing in um against people of different various sizes. Um and again, I don't I really don't think the size is, is really that you know that the, the comparisons you know, they're not it's not it, Liger versus Vader doesn't happen every month, right? But, you know, I don't I to me a, a Will Osprey or a uh, a Kushida going against, you know, um a Yoshihashi, you know. What I, mean? I mean, right? It's that. Is, is there really that much difference? Um, it's just perception. It's just the way that they do it, you know. And I don't necessarily agree with it. I think the line in the sand is silly. And again, this is me saying, knowing full well that the juniors are my favorite kind of promotion, my favorite title, my favorite overall throughout the history of time. I've I've been more attracted to the junior way of things as opposed to the heavies. If you looked at the whole, the whole scope of my fandom, um, I think they're, I just like the way that they work and the, and the talent that they have to answer your question. Do I think that there's going to be a change? I think it's turning a corner. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with the, the juniors. It's just like what Marty Skrull said. I think it's a lot of that has to do with the perception that they're less than. Um, and if I'm them, and I go all over the world, and I'm not less than, but because I'm here, I'm less than. You know, it's limiting, um, and everybody wants to, uh, that glass ceiling, ceiling to break. So, uh, for me, I would like that sand, that line in the sand, to be removed. And I think that they're slowly. I think that they are. They are slowly uh, making that line go away, which is good. Yeah, speaking of Marty Skull, he tweeted uh, when he was on his way to the conference, uh, due to United Airlines, I'm flying to Japan a day late and look to miss the best of Super Juniors press conference. What a snooze fest that will be now. Quick, send a life-size cardboard cutout of me and I'll do some sound bites of myself calling everyone numpties. And then Will Ospreay replied to this tweet and said, do you want me to read anything out for you? And then Marty Skull replied saying, you can read? <laughs> oh, friendly banter back and forth. Yeah, United, they did it again. I don't know how... I, 
I don't know how that doesn't happen more often. There's not a plane that I'm on ever that's never at least a little bit delayed. Never. Um, I don't know how I don't know how those those guys do it, man. All the travel and the delays and weather related delays and cancellations and I mean that's and it's not like they have like somebody that they they have booking these. They they're doing it themselves. So God bless them. I don't I couldn't live that way, man. I I, I would go out of my mind. All right. Uh, Flights in China are terrible. They always get delayed here. Do, I got stuck in Shanghai for 24 hours last summer. Christ. It was a traumatic experience. Yeah, I got... So I do sympathize with the lifestyle. Yeah, I got... Like, not the last time, but the previous time, they canceled my flight home from Tokyo. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do now. And they're like, oh, we can get you out in two days. And I was like, what? <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> oh, great. I'll just sleep here on this bench for 48 hours. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I mean, eventually, they, they paid for um, the hotel for everybody on those flights. We went to this hotel near the airport. And it was all like Americans because everybody was flying home, and uh, we got put up at this hotel for two extra days. I had to you know, let work know, and then I'm like, "Man, well, I'm supposed to be back here." But, and I showed them the p- picture of the letter that they handed out, saying, "You know, this is what it was." But yeah, they canceled, and but they wound up paying for our hotel, which was nice. Extra two days in Tokyo, yeah, I'll take that. Not bad. But yeah, when you get to the airport and you see canceled, and you're like, um, because here's the thing: mentally, you're prepared, you're packed, you're ready to go, you're psyching yourself up for a 14 hour plane ride, and then it doesn't happen. You're kind of like, ooh, kind of. Hmm. All right, let's talk best of the super juniors, shall we, Joel? Yes, uh, there's a brilliant piece by Andrew Rich on the Voices of Wrestling website previewing the best of Super Junior. So I'd suggest anyone who wants to learn a bit more about the competitors go and take a look at that. Um, so off the bat, Damon, we'll go into more detail, but just now, what was your favourite match over the two nights? Because most people on Twitter are going with show against Dragon yeah. Lee. There's a lot of love for ACH against Flip Gordon too. So where do you stand? Those are my two. Yep, and I think uh, Osprey and... Uh, 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 who did uh, Bone Soldier, right? The Boner um, was was really good too. Um, so I think of, of those three, I would go that almost in that order. I thought uh, Dragon Lee and uh, Show was was fucking great. That was a that was a, Dragon Lee is again the, you can't bring him in all the time. He uh, and or or Kenya. Um, I would I, every show he's on, I I make a point to watch him. And I, I, I find him to be – when we talk about underrated wrestlers, he's absolutely on that list. Um, and every time he's in, in, a, in a spotlight like this, like the best of the Super Juniors, I'm rooting hard for him because he always puts his body on the line every fucking time, and especially in big matches. Um, that was a – that was a for both of those guys, Sho and Yo. This tournament is going to be, I don't want to say a coming out party, but it feels like it's a coming out party. Both of those guys were put in positions uh, at Corican to to shine and and to 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 make a name for themselves. I sound like Jim Ross there, but you know, that was a big singles win. And you could see uh for for Yo, you could see he he didn't take that lightly. He knew that was a big time singles win. Um in 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 a in a in an opening tournament that that you know on the calendar year for new japan it's important so no I, I i of those three matches i would probably go with the dragon lee show uh but i thought ach and and flip listen i know you didn't like to flip when you first when he first uh debuted 
I like this match a lot. That that you you got exactly what you wanted out of Flip. You got some dangerous, athletic, crazy, uh, you know, nail biting spots and and maneuvers that, that pop you out of your seat. That's why that's why Flip is here and he delivered. Yeah, well, I've definitely flipped my opinion on him. If you'll excuse the pun. <laughs> I can feel people hitting unsubscribe now as soon as that <laughs> left my lips. Did you notice the little Easter egg from um, Fire Pro Wrestling on the turnbuckle pad? You know what? I didn't think people would know it. And I, I, I thought people would, I, I thought I, you, we would get negative feedback on that because people wouldn't get the reference. Um, I loved it. I got the reference. It was, so again, it's a default ring. Uh, in Fire Pro Wrestling, uh, and uh, yeah, it, I saw that, and I and I had to rewind to make sure I was seeing it correctly, and it was great, um, a great little reference there. So, yep, loved it. Nice little Easter egg for all the fans of of the Fire Pro and the New Japan. Good stuff. Yes, to those who don't know, it said View Japan on the turnbuckle pad, yeah. which is, I believe, what New Japan is referred to as due to licensing issues in Fire Pro Wrestling. So that was funny. I like that a lot. Uh, do you want to touch on the undercard matches as well, or do you want to skip straight onto the tournament matches? Well, I'll touch on them for a second because here's the thing. I think both shows, especially, I, I really enjoyed night one. I don't think, I don't think that people should skip anything on these shows. It's very easy to just go to the tournament matches, and I'm going to recommend that you don't because I think there is so much good stuff. Um, especially I really enjoyed night one, but even night two had little nuggets, um, on, on the undercard and one of them, it might be, and this is night two, one of them might be one of my favorite moments this year in pro wrestling, Joel. I'm going to, I'm going to see if you can guess what that moment was. It was night two. It was an undercard match. Uh, but there was one moment where I'm watching this and I'm like, this motherfucker has me hooting and hollering, uh, laughing my ass off. Can you guess what it is? Was it Chase Owens asking Milano to teach him how to do the Paradise Lock? Absolutely. Was that was that just again one of those moments of easily you could miss it. You could skip over that match and be like, okay, I'm, 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 easily miss it. But it was such it was so well done and so well orchestrated and equally hilarious. And even Milano at the end just hand waving him. Hand hand waving him. because uh, you can't fucking do the paradise lock. Liger is next to him, just cracking up laughing. Uh yeah, that was that might be a highlight for me. Chase Owens, you deserve a fucking medal, an, an Emmy, an Oscar, a uh, a Super JKS year-end award, all equally as important um, for that performance. That that had me in stitches. That was really great. Um, also, I just on a general note, I find these undercards a lot more appealing for this particular tour without all the old heavyweights and. You know, no offense to them, I do like what they do uh, a lot of the time, but it feels a lot fresher and a lot more exciting without, you know, your guys like your Tenzans, your your Nakanishis and the like. Yep. Do you feel the same way? 100%. Um, 
and 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 you know your follies and your um yeah it it's it's fresh there's there's fresh line a, a tag team of Chase Owens and uh um uh, what was it? Well, who now I can't remember what it was. What was what was the tag team? Chase and the uh, was it Flip? No, it wasn't Chase. Uh, it was Chase and Taiji Ishimori against oh. Sonata and Bushi. There you go. That uh, that was great. Um, the undercards felt fresh. The undercards felt uh, speedy and and energetic. The Young Lions matches were were, were outstanding. Um, uh, look, we can go through. We can go through it and just give quick hits on each and every one of those undercard matches. I know uh, we might be pressed for time, but I really think it would be a good idea. So let's just give overarching thoughts, quick hits on some of these undercard matches, um, and then we'll get into the meat potatoes of the uh, actual tournament. What do you say? Okay, uh, we had Chris Sabin and Ren Narita beat Shota Umino and Kushida after Sabin pinned Umino with a cradle shock. Yep. So I think. Chris Saban, I, I know the feedback that I'm getting, and I see online is that he, he he's I wouldn't necessarily say struggling, but um, it might not be uh, at the level of other of the other juniors. Um, I don't know if that's a fair criticism. I think it's a little bit has to do with Rust getting his feet wet, getting getting back into the thick of things, and I think that you'll see improvement there. Um, I did like this match. Um, I think uh, again, you, you needed to get the, the pinfall needed to, to occur um, on, on who it did. We we knew that was going to happen, but no, I uh, I like the the freshness feel of this. Uh, again, having the junior and the young lion in a tag to set up the future matches, I I'm all in on that. So I thought that was fine. You? Yeah, likewise. Um... I don't know if I've got too much to say about that match in particular. Uh, again, it was good to see Sabian. I mentioned last time we spoke that uh, him transitioning to a more sort of methodical power-based style than doing the high-flying stuff, and I think he, he did a good job of that. Yeah, in this match, uh, yes, and maybe not necessarily in this in the singles match against Kushida, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the rust will will eventually chip off and and hope you find. I'm, I'm not worried about him. Okay, so next up we got Yoshihashi and Sho beat Tomoyuki Oka and Dragon Lee after Yoshihashi submitted Oka with the butterfly lock. Yep. Uh, again, I think. I, again, we're not talking about five stars. We're not talking about you know match of the years, but the both of these matches are quick paced, fun matches, um, lots of action. Very, you know, they're in and out in less than eight minutes. Um, yeah, I mean. Quick sprints, um, nothing boring, solid wrestling. I'm in. Good stuff. I liked Yoshihashi getting booed by the Karakuen crowd because he stopped Dragon Lee from hitting a dive. I don't know if you noticed that as well, but they hated that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and here's the thing the crowds were great too, right? The crowds were up for everything. Um, they, they, they wanted to see the flippy do, right? They wanted to see the the dangerous spots because that's what this best of the super junior is, and that's what what you know that's what that's what people were expecting. Um, Dragon Lee always has a nice um, nice group of fans that show up. 
I find that pretty weird. Like he, they, you never see him throughout the entire year, but then he shows up, and then everybody cracks open their dragon Lee masks. Um, he always gets a nice uh, and and the, and the Mexican flags and stuff. They're just good fans there. Christ, best fucking fans in the world in that building. Unbelievable. Um, all right, what's next? Minoru Suzuki and El Desperado beat Toa Hanare and Ryusuke Taguchi after Suzuki pinned Hanare following a gotch-style pile driver. Now, he's going to be taking a lot of gotch-style pile drivers, right, Hanare? Um, but I saw somebody mention online that, uh, and again, I, I, we can get this confirmed, I don't know, It's Hanare is going to be seeing a lot of Suzuki, right? A lot of Suzuki during this tour. Um, and, and what a learning experience that's going to be for Hanare. Right, and I think that after that's all said and done, um, yeah, you'll 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 even see it'll be visible to people um, after this is all said and done with Suzuki. Now, he's going to be taking a lot of fucking gotcha pile drivers, right? He's going to be taking a lot of chairs. It's not going to be a pleasant tour, uh, but again, if you're going to stick a guy who's looking to t- take a next level and a next leap and a next. Uh, uh, step in his journey on being a uh, pro wrestler for New Japan, and you're going to stick him on tour, and he's going to be working with Suzuki just about every night. That's a good learning experience, right? That, that's you're going to you're going to walk out of this learning a thing or two about pro wrestling, right? And I think that's 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 what I'm taking out of all of this. The, yes, this is about Hanare and his fight, and the fact that he's going to try and stand up to a, 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 a lunatic in in Suzuki. But um, the underlying thing, the thing under the surface is is the the experience that Hanare is going to gain from this is going to be just a, an amazing learning experience for him. I thought they had really good chemistry. I was thinking specifically about their match on night two when they got into their little slapping exchange at the end. And then after Suzuki pinned him, he slapped him again afterwards. Yeah. And it was just a little touch like that. that I just thought, oh, this is great. I love Suzuki. Yeah. Now... Again, if you would you would hope that there would be some payback after all this, right? Now, I'm not saying that Hanare pins Suzuki by any stretch of the imagination, but you've got to think that there's got to be some slip on a banana peel where Hanare gets the pinfall over whoever partner it is that Suzuki is with that particular night. Eventually, you think that there's going to be that payoff. Now, again, that might also result in Suzuki just teeing off on Hanari after the match with chairs and tables and what have you. Uh, but yes, uh, that that it's, it's or maybe Hinari will just snap and find Suzuki at the Great Pirate Festival and just burn the whole festival <laughs> to the ground. That is a great name, the Great Pirate Festival. I want to go to that. You see the poster for that? I did uh, the it looks pretty cool. That's an illustration of everybody that's on this show, and it's. Um, I'd like to get my hands on that. I think he said he even tweeted out that like it's free to distribute and free to. So I took that as I guess people can do what they want with it. So I may have to steal that and go to my local printer and print it out and post it on my wall. Next match, we got uh, Evil and Hiromi Takahashi beat Chase Owens and Marty Skull after Evil submitted Owens with the Banshee muzzle. A lot of shenanigans with Daryl the cat here. Yeah, yeah. There was the young lady brought the cat. Uh, I wonder, may I ask you this? Are you a fan of the cat, Joel? Nope. No. Nope. It's it's not a main event gimmick. Yeah. You think it takes away from him? 
Yeah, and I, it's not like someone... I, I don't think like Gado or Kidani is saying, hey, Hiromu, go out there with a stuffed cat and pretend to talk to it. Like, this is all off his own back. But, uh, you know, I mean, two minds about it because one, I think it's helped him to have a real connection with the fans and everybody loves this guy. Like, everyone. He's one of, if not the biggest baby face in the whole of New Japan at the moment. But again... I prefer the presentation of him like a Brian Pillman style loose cannon who's a bit dangerous and a bit crazy and bringing a stuffed cat to the ring is not that. Yeah. Why do you think people like because when, when you know at its height people were going people were losing their mind over this fucking stuffed animal. Like why 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 do you think it connected with other people? Like like and and it did because if you saw it everybody's like uh, do you think a lot of that is like internet sarcasm like it's so lame that it's cool kind of like the tai chi thing i don't know i don't think it's that so much i think definitely there's a part of the the meme culture thing going on but also i think maybe it was the juxtaposition of having this uh crazy dangerous guy hiromu and the cute cuddly stuffed cat that people gravitated towards maybe it was the sort of dynamics between those two things that they found appealing and i think people have a lot of affection for hiromu as the sort of the problem child of the lij faction if you will and they want to uh, him to sort of get in touch with his uh i don't know more loving side if you will they want to see that sort of warmth and affection between the, those people to me it felt like you remember when the, like the road warriors came out and they had that stupid puppet Rocco, right? You know, it's like you're the fucking road warriors. You're the, the you're the fucking baddest asses in the world, and now you have a ventriloquist puppet, right? It just made no fucking like it just really took away from that. Yeah, and and again uh, the the craziness, the, the 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 loose cannon, if you will, of of Takahashi. Again, maybe. The idea was he's so nuts that this, you know, that he likes this stuffed animal. Um, yeah, I, I listen. I, 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 I didn't hate it, but I was, I, I did feel like it was, you know, it was a Rocco. It was, it was Rocco, right? That was the name of the puppet for the Road Warriors. Um, it, yeah, it was. It, it felt in that. It, it was. It was cut from that cloth. So, all right, there you go. Um, Do you like his book? I do like it. I, you know what? I forgot about that. Him doing that in previous years. Um, yes, what was it Umbrella Man? And uh, the Taguchi one is my favorite. The pervert, right? <laughs> right. What was it? Yeah, before genius, now pervert. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, I'm all in on that. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that to me is 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 that works. That element works better for me than the cat. Truth be told, but here's the thing. I mean, I I don't know if you can buy. Yeah, can you even buy the cat online? Like like from New yes, Japan. Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, it, no, it's not New Japan licensed merchandise. It's from another shop. I can't remember the name of the shop exactly, but he got it from somewhere else. Okay, so New Japan's not even making money off of this. No. Okay, then now it's now I don't like it even more. <laughs> now I don't like it even more. Like if you told me, oh yeah, they're making you know two million off of. Okay, then I'd be like, oh, keep churning out the fucking cats. Uh, but they're not even making a dime from it. Uh, I don't know. Now I'm kind of like, can we lose the fucking cat? All right, we're spending a lot of time talking about a stuffed cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we are on to an actual best of the Super Juniors tournament match with uh, one hour and thirty four minutes of recording on the clock. We got Tiger Mask pinning Yoshinobu Kanemaru with a clutch hold. Best Tiger Mask match. Best Tiger Mask match in 
I can't remember the last best title. Maybe a NWA junior heavyweight title match, or was it junior or whatever? Was it the world title? I don't know. Whatever NWA title was over here, and it was Tiger Mask against Liger. That might have been the last great. I don't want to say great, really good singles Tiger Mask match. I, I that, that my mind goes back that far um, for Tiger Mask. Um, so that's saying something. I don't think this was a great match. I thought this was a good match with a guy who hasn't produced good in who again we're going back that far. So um, I got to tip my cap to that. That that I was impressed with. And, and again, it being the first match of the tournament, it was a decent way to, to kind of set the pace. Yeah, I enjoyed this one a lot as well. To me, it felt like the sort of match that should have happened on the final day because I thought Tiger Moss might do the losing streak gimmick like, like it did last year. But as it was, I really liked this match. It was like two grumpy old veterans trying to out-grump each other. Uh, I like Kanemaru slamming the young lines onto Tiger. I mean, I've also got to give some love to Tiger Moss for inspiring my favorite Tekken character. Um, and yeah, it was, this was good. It's just a, a crafty veteran using his brains to get the win. It was quite refreshing. Yep. And, and here's the thing, too. I, I, there, right now, heel-wise, pure heel-wise, I really think he's one of the best. Um, and again, you mentioned it. The way that he was launching Young Lions and using Young Lions at ringside as a offensive weapon against Tiger Mask was creative and fun and enjoyable. I, I again, he's working a heel, and it's not this. And again, I hate to use Marty Skrull as 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 the you know, as the litmus test, but you know, there's a big difference between I'm cool heel and I'm a heel and I'm a dick and I'm gonna win any by any means necessary, um, and that's. <laughs> like be that, that creativeness of that creative dickishness of using young lions as an offensive weapon um, against Tiger Mask that I, that that stood out to me. I did, definitely did enjoy that. Okay, next match we've got Eshi uh, as they like to call yeah. him. ACH pin Flip Gordon after a soul buster. I uh, this match delivered for me, Joel. This match was everything that I wanted between two guys who shine in this in this realm of, of flippy do. Right. Um, they even, you know, they, they even thought they were on a big Japan show brawling in the crowd. Um, uh, that one. And again, it's been, it's online everywhere. I'm sure if you haven't seen the match, you've seen the clip of flip doing the, uh, the bouncy to bouncy rope, right? So one corner bounce off the rope to the other side of the corner, bounce off the rope, big high flip, um, on onto ACH on the floor. Um, that was one of those pop out of your seat kind of moments. Uh, I, Joel, I don't know how ACH doesn't have a job with a promotion. Uh, you know that a, a right. We, we've got a couple of questions about him. People asking the same thing. We got uh, uh, at Japan Retro Games asking if. Well, first of all, is he big or bigger than a lot of heavyweights nowadays? Is he still a good fit in the junior division? And uh, Adrian Gaskin at, at underscore Gaskin asks, how come we don't see ACH around New Japan a lot more than we do? Because you can see he really enjoys being over there. Yeah, he likes the culture. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's a huge video game guy, right? Um, and he likes the uh, like his like his his uh, outfit and, and his mannerisms. 
what what is it? Is it what's the video game that he's uh, into, or the comic or the anime or? He's into something like that. Um, <laughs> You're asking the wrong person, I'm afraid. <laughs> right, but it's it's something along those lines. Is it Dragon Ball Z? It might I be. don't know. Maybe it's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, no, it might be. It might be. But he's into it, right? That's that's his thing. So, yeah, he, he to me, it feels like it fits like a glove. Now, again, I don't know what goes on in ACH's personal life. I don't know what, what commitments he can make and what he can't make. And, you know, I'm not going to make financial decisions for him. But, man, he – every. When he wasn't announced, I was disappointed, and now that he's here, I'm super thrilled. Um, I I find it hard to believe that there's not a spot on a major promotion for this guy. Like you don't see him, like you don't hear his name being mentioned for um, NXT, and you don't hear his name being mentioned a lot at Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, and you don't hear his name mentioned a lot outside of the best of the Super Juniors um, with New Japan. Um, Ring of Honor, I mean, you see him, I, I don't really see him that often on Ring of Honor shows. Maybe I'm missing it, but I don't see him that often there. Um, I mean, does, I think his deal with them has expired. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know anything for sure, Like, but like, I haven't heard bad things about him. Like, I don't, I haven't heard anything like he's a bad locker room presence or he's, um, you know, a problem or... You know, I I don't I I I haven't heard that. I mean, I don't know if it, it's true or not. But um, wasn't he one of the? You know, now I'm thinking of it. Wasn't there an issue with him with flights and him missing flights? And like, I might have it wrong with another person, but I could have sworn there were some issues with him in Ring of Honor, um, and him missing shows and missing dates and not not getting on flights. Maybe I'll look that up later on. Maybe I'm sure people listening to this will tweet you and 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 set the record straight. But I could have sworn that there was something along those lines. So that might be an issue. But again, at the end of the day, the guy's fucking super talented, and he can find his ass on a flight to Japan. I think you know. I think something can be done with him. I I, I would think um, it's, it's got to be something under the surface that we don't know about that's causing him to not be in that conversation of a guy that why isn't this guy signed? Yeah, uh, I also agree. I thought he was great. This match was great. Uh, I think Flat Earth Flip... Apparently, the Flat Earth thing is a work. Someone sent me that on Twitter. Uh, He was great in this match. He seemed uh, much better. He seemed a lot calmer than he was on a rising. So maybe he had nerves the first time he was uh, wrestling for New Japan. And he did some very risky spots and executed them all perfectly. I thought the crowd were a bit quiet until he tore off his pants mid-flip. And ACH, yeah, he did a great job. He showed sort of more of a ruthless side here. He sold the left arm injury really well. His one-arm deadlift German was spectacular. Uh, so, yeah, really good stuff from these guys. Uh, like I said, so far... Next match? So, oh, yeah, sorry, it's just over. So far, that that's it's in my top three. Um, and I would go, you know, I'm going... I'm in, I'm in the four. I'm in a four, you know, probably at four. Yes. I'm probably at four when yeah. it came to this match. All right. I'm with you on that. All right, good. All right, let's move on. Okay, yo, Pinbushi with a five-star clutch. He sure did. What do we think? Uh, one, can we talk about yo's uh, outfit? Do a little, can we do it? Yes, that was in my notes. Okay. Both of them, yo and show, got brand new outfits. Brand new outfits, right. Uh, let's, do, let's do a little fashion files, right? Let's do a little... Uh, Fashion time with Joel and Damon. What a fucking hideous outfit, man. That thing is 
that thing is the dirt worst with the tassels and the like half of it tasseled, half of it not, and like he looks like a candy cane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it reminded me of Stardust Naito. Yes, didn't he have a kind of similar thing going on? Yes, yes. Wow, you know what? That's that's a good one. That that is a good one. That I think you nailed. He is he is inf- infancy Naito Stardust genius. Yeah. Wow, that's the you. I think I think you fucking hit that one. You 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 knocked that one out of the park. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay, is that good? Uh, well, no, because obviously the Stardust Genius has got negative connotations for not getting over with the crowd. But I, I think it's a coincidence. I can't really draw that many similarities between Yo and Stardust Genius Naito. Can you? I mean, from a, I mean, yeah, actually, I can. Um, I mean, he he feels. To me, he he feels like he is that guy. Like he's he's working this this character that it doesn't seem like is a really great fit. Like he it almost seems and feels like he's uncomfortable doing it at times. Do you do you get that sense that that he's not even into this game? What is the character? What, what is this Rapongi 3K thing? Because I I introduced a friend of mine, the, my friend Stuart, who's not a massive wrestling... Well, he's a, he's a wrestling fan. He doesn't know a lot about New Japan. He came with... He lives in Tokyo, so he came with us to Wrestle Kingdom 12. And he saw Rapongi 3K, and he said they look like a pair of rent boys. So it just got me thinking, like, hmm, what is the gimmick there? I mean, presumably they're not supposed to look like male prostitutes. Uh, what is it? What is it supposed to be? Right. Male prostitutes. <laughs> um, yeah. um, truth be told, and again, this is my perception of it because I don't think there's anything, any line in the sand. But, but like a like a like a like a modern kind of pop band. You know, like 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 they're a pop band. You know, they're right that, with the Rocky being the the manager of the pop bands. Yeah, I yeah I can see that. You know what I mean? Like that's how I feel who what they are and like how they're presented, like you know, rolling up in their in their uh, uh, Hummer limos and the 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 neon you know lights on their sneakers and their um you know shirtless jackets and. It kind of feels like they're like a pop group. They're like a, like a pop band, um, and I and I get that. You know, there 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 always is a lot of talk about how New Japan, you know, and, and DDT was really good at at this. You, know, you if you went to a DDT show, you know, you know, I would say it would be like a sixty forty split of of male to female demographic, right? And I think that that's an audience that that new japan wants to replicate right and i and i think that's a good thing i i I think pro wrestling in general is 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 is, even in the past has been more female friendly in japan than it is here i think it's turning a corner here um it the the crowds and absolutely for the for the for the betterment of everyone the crowds are more more mixed and more diverse here in the states as compared to oh going to a wrestling show like in 1992 i mean 
you know, the only females that were that were that were going to wrestling shows at that point, it felt like were girlfriends who were dragged by their boyfriends to go to a pro wrestling show. Um, and if you were and if, and if you were female and and a, and a pro wrestling fan, I mean, let's listen. Let's be honest. You you were you were not treated the best, you know, <laughs> and and you were probably you know subjected to some pretty fucking hideous chants and just nonsense um, that you know. I, I wouldn't want to go to a wrestling show. Let's put it that way. Um, so I think that's better. I don't know why I'm going on this fucking rant here, Joel. But my point being is that uh, Rapungi 3K. I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think, and especially Yo, to me, is it is an awkward fit. It is a. It is not a comfortable fit, and that's where I get the Stardust Genius thing because you could see it with Naito when he was when he was that person. It just he just felt like it it wasn't true to him. It's not really something that he wanted to do. It was kind of something that was kind of thrown upon him to be this. This is what pro wrestling is, and I think somebody's thrown this gimmick on him as this is what a young guy who's attractive and physically fit. This is how this is how you connect with an audience, and I don't think he feels it at all, and and it kind of shows through. Yeah, okay, I, I certainly get that. But I suppose that tends to happen a lot when guys come back from excursion, that the gimmick does seem a bit of an awkward fit at first, and they either come round to it and end up making it work, or they find something different. Yeah, uh, um, uh, again, but you can go back and forth. I mean, look at Takahashi. Takahashi comes back. Here's the thing. You have to present people, in my mind, well, again, again maybe you don't. But I, I just think you have to present them as a a. You don't want to give them something that's just going to handcuff them, um, and and a lot of times it's it is hey you're going to do this and and make it work. I mean look at Liger, I mean Liger came back and he hated that costume and he hated the outfit and it was awkward to wrestle in and and you know I don't think he was the biggest fan. He appreciated the fact that it was a nice you know push for him, but truth be told, I don't think it, it took him a while to get comfortable in it and. To make it his own and to and to, and to transcend the anime character, um, and even you know the original Tiger Mask, Sayama, you know he hated that fucking mask, um, and, until he made it work for himself. So so maybe maybe we're looking at that. I, I just see it right now as just uh, I, I'm not I I I just, I just don't think it works for him, and I and I think it shows through the camera that it's it's tough. That being said, big win. A, a very good match, I would say. Um, I, I don't know if it's a coming out party, but it's a uh, definitely one of those things that you'll mark on on the the progression of Yo and and Show, as we'll talk about in a second, um, as as a kind of a a, a a marker in his career of getting a big win in a, in, a, in a tournament on the first night. So there you go. I tell you what, I noticed the girls seem to love this one. When there was that three count, there was a big uh, high-pitched squeal of delight from the crowd. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's definitely a lot of uh, upside there, something to work with there. And given that they've got this new gear, I've got to ask you a lot of debate on the internet at the moment. Who is more attractive? Who's hotter? Is it show or is it yo? <laughs> You're asking a 40-something-year-old guy. and <laughs> um, I don't think I'm a, I'm a subject matter expert, but... Um, uh, I'm going show. 
if I'm uh, like if like if I'm uh, if I'm 1984 and this is a uh, you know Duran Duran poster, uh, I'm going Simon, and I'm going uh, I'm going Show. I think Show. Uh, I think Show is my guy. I think that's the generally accepted answer. And I, I did ask my wife. I asked my wife Mally. So I showed her a picture of Show and Yo, and I said, "Okay, who's who's more attractive?" And she said, "Show." Yeah. And then this is interesting, right? I showed her a picture of all of the entrants for the best of super juniors, and I said, "Who's the most attractive out of all these guys?" And she said, "Leave me alone." <laughs> really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. She's she's she will not get drawn into any discussion about wrestling whatsoever. Well, here's the thing. That, that that answer tells me that, that she has one person, but she doesn't want to tell you, right? So she's literally shutting down the conversation because she has one, but she just doesn't want to clue you in because she doesn't want to make you uncomfortable. Who was it? Yeah. Who was it? Uh, probably that Will Ospreay. Well, it could have been Bushi. I mean, he has got some of the most elaborate ring gear I've ever seen. See, I- He's got the little the little flap that goes after over the top mask and there's the mask on the top with the glowing red eye and then he takes that mask off and there's another mask on and he's got all his accessories and his suit on. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Wow, you're into that one, huh? Nah, see, I don't think yeah. I don't like. He puts a lot of effort in. Like the non-pro wrestling fan, girlfriend and wife. Uh, to me, it's easy. Keep them away from the Zacks of the world, right? Zach, my wife. You know who she really liked? She really liked uh, Shibata. She liked Shibata. Yeah, a lot of girls seem to like him. He was a, a big heartthrob. Yeah. In Japan, yeah, he got in a little trouble for that too, didn't he? You know, <laughs> for being too much of a little yes, a bit of a philandering. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so here's what we learned here today on the Jcast. Hey, uh, guys, keep your uh, young ladies away from Show Yo, uh, Will Osprey, uh, Bushi, and um, Zach. I think that's a, I think it's a good starting point. I've got a question here from uh, Ryan Howe at RYHH1986. It's so awkward reading out these Twitter handles. Where does Bushi fit into the juniors? Every year he has a good tournament, in his opinion, but never seems to be around a singles belt. Yeah. Um, I can't, I'm not on board with the Bush. Um, I think he's okay. I mean, I think he's fine, but I don't, like, if you're expecting him to be Osprey Kushida levels. I mean, he listen. He had a taste of the of the of the. He's a transition champion. That's what Bushi is. Bushi is a transition champion. If 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 he were to uh, regain a title, now he he does have the benefit of being in Los Ingo Bernables, uh, which is always helpful. But truth be told, I think there's so much talent uh, in there that Bushi can take a back seat. It, it, even if you needed a transition champion, there's other people that I think could do a better job. Um, so yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's Osprey, Kushida, Skrull level. No. Okay, so main event, Taiji Ishimori pin Will Osprey after a bloody cross. What did you make of this match? All right. I'm going to say, and again, speaking of gimmicks that seem odd, Ishimori is a baby face, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's, like him working heel is, is I don't I don't feel it for me. Uh, and again, that might just come with time. I, I, I just he's too short to be a heel. He's 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 got a lovable face and a body and 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 like he's just built like a baby face. Like I just I don't know. I sound like Triple H right now, but I fucking like I see I don't see heel with him. I just I don't. Um, 
I think I'm going to interrupt here. Have you have you seen the original Karate Kid movie? Yes. Have you seen the new spin-off show Cobra Kai? Um, no, I heard about it. Uh, no, it, give it's it's basically about the the heel faction of Karate Kid. It's basically like the two main characters, the Johnny Lawrence and Daniel Larusso, thirty years on and where they are in their life and sort of picking up their rivalry and what they're doing. Uh, The reason I said that is anyone who's watched this, to me, Ishimori looks very similar to the character Robbie, who's Johnny Lawrence's son. And Robbie, again, he's, he's, he starts off as a bit of a rogue, but then ends up becoming a, a lovable baby face. Uh, I hope that's not a spoiler. It's not really. So yeah, I'm with you on this one. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, it's, Again, I'm glad he's here. I'm glad he's involved because he it is another avenue and another breath of fresh air in an already super loaded junior division, right? The talent that is in this tournament and in the junior division in New Japan is unfucking believable. Um he's talented as fuck. He's it, this match was great. Um Osprey once again continues to have just a banner year. Now, here's here's also what I was thinking of, though, when it comes to Will Ospreay. You know, I remember six months, as, as, as Morrissey would sing, six months is a long time. But it's not a calendar year. And if you go back through last year and years before and years before, there are names that I'll mention that have had outstanding first halves of the year. And a lot of them were junior-ish guys, right? So this year, it's Osprey. In years past, Ricochet would have just a, a just an unbelievable first half of the year, and then it would peter out. Uh, Kota Ibushi. Hiromu last year? Yeah. Hiromu, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Ibushi in, in maybe two or three years ago, where, again, they're just having blow away first half of the year, and everybody's talking about wrestler of the year talk, and, blah, 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 blah. and then second half of the year, it peters out. Look, it's hard to have a wrestler of the year conversation until G1 is over. Let's be honest, right? It's 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 really hard. Um but if if we're doing the 6 months and and again, it's going to be very difficult to maintain that through the summer months because G1 takes precedent over just about everything. People just those matches resonate with people and they stick in their minds and it's it's a tough thing that to, to to overcome, and especially because the junior focus goes away. So the best of the super juniors is that vehicle to kind of get people to remember the juniors. Now you got to remember the juniors well enough to get past the the heavyweight G ones, right? Can has has Will Osprey had that opportunity? I think so. I think he'll be still be in the conversation past G one, but it's hard. To say yes, wrestler of the year until after G one. Um, he's good. That being said, he, he's going to have an incredible best of the Super Junior tournament. Um, there's no doubt, and I'm, and I'm sure wherever he lies, there'll be a talk of one of his matches when it comes to the match of the year. I, I can almost guarantee you that. Uh, this was great. I would go four ish, maybe a little bit over four on this. Um, Will Osprey is great. Ishimori is great. They gave the guy the big win. This is this, this is this is not the first time uh, Osprey's done that either. He did that with Skrull to help get him boosted. So, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I I think this was an outstanding night one. 
Yeah, agreed. Um, I've got a question here again from Tyler Fornes. Ask ever since the botched Spanish fly Osprey took on the ring apron, his opponents have been focusing on the neck. How much of that do you think is real, and how much of it is a work? It's all a work. Well, I mean, listen, he's banged up. Period. Right? I can't say and none of it is a work. But you know, for people who who loved loved and con- continue to love to harp on Osprey selling, um, the guy's been selling a neck injury since the beginning of April. Right, <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I think I think that that idea of Will Osprey not being a decent uh, seller, and again, people don't like the screaming, you know, like he's being, you know, carved up with a butcher knife. Um, it, that that's preference, to be honest with you. But the the idea that Will Osprey doesn't sell is is silly at this point. No, I and I put out on our Twitter either today or yesterday, that I think Will Ospreay is one of the top five wrestlers of the world right now. And that got a, a thumbs up from large Michael Elgin. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. It's gospel. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you know, it's like, you know, I think everybody in that company is is, is very impressed right now with, with what Will has been able to accomplish in, in this half year. Good for him. And we've got a really nice range of matches here for night one. They're all a bit different. We've got the grumpy veterans match. We've got the flippy shit match. We've got the methodical match. We've got the heated rivalry main event spectacle match. It's really good stuff. I liked it. I think it's I think it's one of those low-key uh, show of the year kind of things. Uh, it's not going to get a lot of votes, but, you know, it's not a Dominion. It's not an invasion attack. It's not a Sakura Genesis. It's not, you know, a G1. But for, you know, taking... Those kind of shows aside, you know, for a a, a a show, an opening show of of the best of, of of the super juniors, I thought this was an easy watch, a fun watch, a sprint. There was there was not a match where I was like, oh, this match stinks. Oh, this match is slow. Oh, this no. Everybody had their working shoes on. Even again, watch the watch the uh, the um, uh, stuff. Even over and above the the tournament matches, I thought this was really good, and I think night two delivered as well. So so far, I'm 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 really happy with what I'm seeing. Right. Let's uh, let's dive straight into night two then. So we started off with Shota Uminu submitted Yota Suji with a Boston Crab. Great. Now I wanted to talk a bit about Shota here because he has been promoted for the Strong Style Evolved show in the UK. Now has that ever happened before? Have we ever had a, a young lion? First of all, being sent on a, an overseas show, and secondly, being actively promoted like this. Um. So I, I'm, I'm, I was thinking back to the the 2014 shows that they did with and for Jersey All Pro, right? The the ones that were local here, they ran in Philly and uh, Rahway, New Jersey, and, and New York, and they brought over a lot of talent. And there were not, I mean, they, they had like pre. TNA Okada on these shows. Um, and that really is kind of like the the only time that I can really think that that and, and, and that's not even in the same ballpark, really. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a solid I don't know, Joel, but I'm going to go with probably not likely. Not, not a, a super young lion, like literally a young lion uh, being promoted as a young lion, coming over for a a little tour. That's 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 some pretty decent shit. And I'll tell you one thing, I loved this fucking match. 
I absolutely adored this match. Again, simple, fundamental pro wrestling that was done so... Again, when you do the basics well, you don't need to fuck... You don't need a lot of bells and whistles. And it was dramatic, and everybody in that building knew Boston Crab meant death, right? And the the way that they were fighting to get out of it and, and, and the end... It reminded me of the Jay White... Finley matches to a large degree uh, that they would have. Um, no, I was I thoroughly enjoyed this match, and it might have been, if not my favorite match of the night, it was up there in the top, definitely top three. Um, but I really enjoyed that opening match, man. I I thought it was great. Yeah, uh, Tsuji's really making an impression on me. He seems like a very angry young man. And I saw someone on Twitter comparing to uh, Tatsuhito Takaiwa. I don't know, that name doesn't mean anything to me, but as a, a more experienced New Japan fan, yeah, I don't know. Do you I don't know. agree with that? I mean, I don't know in what, like physically looking like him or the, the match. I don't know the reference. I mean, I'm... I'm no. I'm, I don't know. I would need... I a, don't get it either. <laughs> yeah, I would need a little bit more context, but yeah, I mean... Um, I'm thrilled with, with what uh, what I saw there. And again, it's not it. it, it you know, here's here's what I really liked. I liked the Boston Crab fight out of the Boston Crab. Then then a high impact drop kick from the top rope. Then back to the Boston Crab and and finding a way to fight fight. I can't do anymore. Tap. I I I just I really enjoyed this match a lot, and um, I would recommend people watch it. I really do. I, I think I think people would 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 really enjoy the simplicity, the pace, um, the action, and the drama with two guys uh, trying to get a win in a singles match with simple simple basic pro wrestling holds. Re- really a fun match. I also enjoyed the second match, that sweet spot on the card, as you've talked about before, where we had Yoshihashi, Yo, and Will Ospreay who beat Tomoyuki Oka, Tiger Mask, and ACH after Yoshihashi submitted Oka with a butterfly lock. Uh, I really liked uh, the the fire and the passion that Will Ospreay was showing here. He was getting a bit leery. He was saying at the start of the match, Oka, fuck off, I want him. And he was pointing at ACH, and he's been going on about ACH. He says ACH is going to WWE. Um, I, I, that really worked for me. I don't know. I just I found that very compelling. I like it when people swear at each other in New Japan wrestling <laughs> matches. I also liked uh, Oka's Naruto headband. Yeah. Uh, we've got a question here from uh, Gabriel Chempuru at Sir underscore Gab3 who asks, do I need to fear for the Armageddon seeing that Yoshihashi has gotten the win three times in a row? They're heating a guy up for G1, I'm afraid. That's what has me concerned, is that he's 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 getting warmed up for G1. I mean, not to say that he's you know, going to the finals or anything, but to me, that's that's he's a guy that's on the bubble, right? He's a guy that's um, with all the talent that they have, and and only so many spots that are available. You know, they gotta they gotta remind people Yoshihashi's pretty good, and yeah, him getting wins kind of speaks to that, don't you think? Um, that's I that tells me that. It kind of tells me Yoshihashi's in G1. I hate to say it, but it t- kind of tells me Yoshihashi's in G1. 
Yeah, I thought it would either be that or maybe they were heating him up for some singles title challenge. But then I couldn't think what it would be because it seems that all the the feuds are set in place for that. Cal Palace main event. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Sell. Right, next match then. You notice that any talk of Yoshihashi just leaves a big awkward silence it does. in its wake. It does. Here's the thing. Again, I, I've said it before, Joel. It's you know he. You know at the end of the day, at the end of the match, you more than likely will sit there and say, "Ah, oh, that was a good fucking match. He, that was really good." But it's just the fact 